we invited back a previous guest from last year who has really scaled up. He's been crushing it in e-commerce for five years now and on track to break the $10 million gross sales mark soon. Oh yeah, he's only 21 years old still. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. And I'm welcoming back to the show a serious seller, Michael. Michael, how's it going? Hey, Bradley. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on the show. All right. Well, welcome back here. And actually, the, the first time you were on the episode, it was... Ooh, that was uh, episode 44. It was uh, over a year ago, and it was a uh, episode that we did especially, you know, towards younger entrepreneurs. You know, we we, we took called it the Generation Z entrepreneurs, and I had you and Shayna on, and it was it was so funny. You know, like it turned out that you and Shayna were actually born on the same exact day <laughs> of the same year, and had both just you know completely taken separate paths. Now, what if you recall, what was supposed to happen was. For the second time that you guys were going to be on the show, you guys were supposed to have been married by now. So, so what what happened there? You you let me down. Taking it slow, taking it slow, you know. Taking it slow. Okay, okay. Actually, Shayna couldn't join us. She she actually um doesn't sell much on Amazon anymore. She got a, a new career, new job that sounded pretty exciting. She's been super busy with that, so she couldn't come on here. But guys, guess what? You know, here at the Serious Stars Podcast, we always keep it real and. What happens is sometimes people who are selling on Amazon, they they find other opportunities and maybe they don't pay attention to Amazon as much anymore because they have another great opportunity and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. That's not a failure. You know, you're only fail in life if you just give up on everything and you're, and you're not, you know, you're not trying to not trying to make money at all, you know, so uh, that's definitely not the case with Shana, but she's busy doing her new stuff and and couldn't join us today. Maybe she's uh, planning your honeymoon there, Michael. So we'll see about that too. Anyways, Michael, that's definitely not the case with you. Uh, if anything, if what I understand correctly is, is you've actually scaled up on Amazon and e-commerce in general since the last time we talked. So first of all, j just give us a kind of like a recap, you know, from that first episode, a lot of people got to know you, but we have t thousands of new listeners. So for people who didn't hear that first episode, what was your story, you know, about like how you started at age of 16? Just give us like Cliff Notes version. Okay, I'll, I'll try to give a short little synopsis. I started, I think it was around 16, turning early 16, um, 16. I moved from Canada to the US and I have like a bunch of friends in my community who were doing really well selling on Amazon. And I, I, I was always trying to do these different gigs here and there to try to make some money. And I saw these, these pretty young people just making insane amount of money, of money. So I'm like, what are you guys doing? And they're like, Amazon. So I asked them some tips, how to get into it. And, you know, I, I wasn't able to really get understand right away or anything like that. So I started with eBay. I started just buying stuff, reselling it on eBay. Um, have I had different tricks to get stuff at good pricing and stuff, and I would just resell and build. I built a little, a little small fund from that stuff, and I just kept kept doing that, kept hustling. Whenever I saw opportunity, tried to get it. And you know, my angle was always Amazon. I was just looking to try to find a good product to sell on Amazon. Try to find a good product to sell on Amazon. We found a product that we really liked, and I was very into fitness at that time. Unfortunately, not as much anymore. Um, and then I, I'm like, okay, I want to get into something that I actually like myself too. So I found these workout gloves 
We sourced them. We list them on eBay because we didn't really know how to use Amazon and they sold out within like a week or something crazy like that. In the beginning, it was so, Amazon was so new and we really did like from the start, like I always, you know, I've always sold random products here and there and I still do, but I've always like really liked the concept of building a brand and Amazon was just a great place for me to do that. And, you know, throughout those years, I just developed one main brand and I built on that and I used those same resources and systems to build a couple other small brands um, on Amazon. And I tried to scale off Amazon as well, not to be, you know, only dependent on Amazon. And yeah, I grew from there and, you know, we hit six figures in revenue, I think pretty quickly, maybe that year and then seven figures shortly after. And, you know, I think the goal is to just keep going eight figures, hopefully. Cool. So, so what, what did you end up with? Uh, actually, uh, last year, obviously we had, I uh, had you on earlier in the year. What did your overall sales end up being in 2019 through all your different channels? I don't know, honestly, cause I just, I never, I'm I'm, I just, I don't know the exact number, but I was, I would guess somewhere between like the, probably like three to 4 million range. Um, okay. this is not for 2019, meaning like if you go probably pat from now, 12 months prior. So, yeah. um, yeah, I think somewhere between like three to four. Okay. All right. Now, what was your biggest channel? Was it amazon.com? Amazon, but recently Walmart has been picking up a lot for us. Um, for my main brand, Walmart's been doing really well. Um, we've scaled like in the, since COVID hit, um, we've been doing consistently six figures between Walmart and Amazon. What, what do you project this year to be? I mean, might you hit 10 million? So for this, for this company, I, um, I don't, I don't, I don't think 10 million, but you never know where stuff are going to go. Um, so this company that I run with my brother, actually, um, we have like a few, we have one main fitness brand and then we have a few small other side brands that we run. Um, and I have, I've, I've shifted a lot of my focus, um, to really, I've been, I started with two other really successful Amazon sellers, this company where we're putting a lot of focus on building brands and omni-channel brands that really sustainable brands. In my experience, I've built like, I've sold a lot of different products and, you know, good products come and go, you know, it's so dependent on listings here and there. So I've really been trying to shift my focus to really build, you know, sustainable brands and, um, really we're trying to build category defining brands and that's where I've been putting a lot of my focus this year. So my brother's been running the other company and, you know, I think it'll, you know, fitness has been doing really well because of COVID and, um, January time stuff pick up a lot. So I think that's going to definitely do really well. Um, but my main focus right now is, um, our company where we're trying to develop brands, um, mainly in the health and wellness space right now. So that's where a lot of my focus is going. So, okay. Now, now, did you uh, pretty much for the Walmart, the stuff that you're doing like six figures a month on, is that just you took the products that you were already selling on Amazon and just released it on Walmart? Or do you have any like Walmart specific products? No, same products. I took the main products that were doing well on Amazon and I just listed those on Walmart. And honestly, with like very little marketing spend, um, just kind of boosting up those listings, make sure they look really good. Um, we were able to be number one in Walmart for like... Um, for a couple of like big products. Um, and we stayed there for months and it's actually really helpful. Walmart's just a great selling experience. Um, they, you know, really nice to their sellers. They work well with you. One of our products did really well on Walmart. So Walmart 3P marketplace. So Walmart DSV, which is their, their like walmart.com buying group reached out to us and buys inventory directly from us to sell there. So it's kind of like in a way vendor central, but it's just this Walmart's just easier to deal with. Um, so we grew onto there too, and I'm hoping that if our products do well, keep doing well on walmart.com, um, a Walmart buyer picks it up. So, 
Yeah, that, that's definitely the the way to go. You know, I, I was on that side in my previous company, and and that's kind of like the process to uh, you know to, to go. You, you get success, you know, sell uh, f- fulfilling yourself on Walmart. Then you get the uh, Walmart to buy it, kind of like in a vendor relationship, and then boom, you get the holy grail which is getting into Walmart brick and mortar, where it's pretty much game over as far as the kind of numbers that you can do there. Now, what was your launch strategy like for Walmart? So, you know, you took like a a fitness product, hey, it was selling pretty well on Amazon. So do you like, uh, you know, take a look at what the best keywords were on Amazon, you know, since there's no tools really for Walmart, and then just try and optimize your Walmart listing for those tools and maybe even do some some search find buy, or did you do paid ads or or how, how did you get to the top? Uh, of your niche there in Walmart. So I'll go through um, some of the like the details and some little tips and tricks I have for Walmart. But I want to like just preface with like a little bit of my strategy, my philosophy, like why I started selling on Walmart and kind of just I think some good tips for new sellers to have is I was like literally all Amazon and had my listings there. And you know, you fully depend on it, you get really comfortable. And when you start to you get kind of distracted, and you don't even realize you're spending so much money on marketing here on reviews, this just boosting your listings. And Amazon takes up so much margin and a lot of times it's number one, it's hard to scale, but you get so comfortable with it. If anything happens to your account, you're really screwed. So um, I had a few issues with my Amazon and that's when it forced me to get into the position that I really want to become a bit more on channel. That's when, so I decided, you know what, I'm going to take this step. And even though it's going to take a little focus away from Amazon, I'm going to list on other marketplaces. So that's where I went and I just listed straight up. Didn't even do a lot of work for it. Listed on Walmart. I listed on Groupon. I listed and now we're listing on Target and a few other marketplaces. And between all those marketplaces right now, they're probably going to take over my Amazon revenue, which just makes me sleep better at night. And, you know, I just get it. My strategy was just really get it listed and out there. Once it was listed and out there and the channels were set up, then I went in one at a time and I focused in. So the first one I focused on Walmart and for Walmart, just honestly, you put a little bit of attention and a little bit of money behind it and you could get to like really great returns. Um, So number one is like, as you said, I use the Helium 10 tool. And what I do is I just... I look for the, I do like Cerebro on some top listings. I see what the keywords are performing best for some of my um, competitors on Amazon or my product on Amazon. And I just use those words when I build my title on, on, on Walmart. Um, title is really the most important. So um, I build out a really strong title. And then um, I try to, you know, push reviews there. Walmart encourages you to try to get your customers to leave reviews. So I get customers from Instagram, from our Instagram and, you know, different customers that we have on our list to try to buy on Walmart um, and encourage them to leave reviews. Um, cause people really don't put focus there and you, you really, with a little bit of reviews, it could really make a big difference to your conversions. So, um, we put a little bit of focus there and, you know, you could, there's some, you, you know, you don't need as sophisticated tactics as Amazon, like search, find buys and things, but you know, you could pay, you know, like they're just with simple ranking, you know, services, um, they could usually get it done for you for pretty cheap. So. Um, I have some services I use. There's a lot of services that advertise. Just make sure you use a good one. They're pretty cheap. And um, I just use them to kind of just boost the listings. And if you have a good product and the thing with Walmart is you could have a product that will make no sales because there's just people don't go to Walmart for it. And then some products, you know, I have some products on Walmart that sell over hundred units a day. So with when, when on Amazon, I have products that sell hundred units a day, but I've spent 20, $30,000 to properly build up that listing, launch it, maintain it. And on Walmart it cost me 20 bucks, you know? So um, I think there's good opportunity in all these marketplaces and based on whatever your products are and your like model is, it's just making sure that you properly put the right focus on the right channels and not, you know, not neglect anything. Have you tested any of the two-step URLs for Walmart? Like we have a couple on the gems, the helium 10 gems page. 
Um, I know somebody in my team um, has been um, doing that. I'm not so familiar with, with with exactly what they're doing right now for that stuff, but I know they are they are using some URLs, and I, I think they work. Like Walmart, um, you know, you have you have to be so much less sophisticated than Amazon. Um, you know, I remember the good old days when Amazon, like using those simple URLs, would just work really well. Now, obviously, it's much more complex. So, you know, I think the way I look at it is like, if there's one company that will take on Amazon, it could be Wal- it'll be Walmart and we'll successfully do it. So, you know, I always, I always kick myself like why, you know, I should have put more focus and build up my listings more on Amazon five years ago. And I always complain about it. Now, like I have the opportunity to do it on Walmart. Like I'm going to be mm-hmm. an idiot if I, you know, didn't learn my lesson the first time. I'd only beat the second time to really learn, you know, to take advantage. So that's why the way I look at it right now in terms of Walmart. Now, Walmart's the only one that might be the size of Amazon um, for, you know, and compete with it. But I think if you split up between all these other marketplaces, which a lot are not hard to manage a lot of times. Um, there's some good opportunities there too. Like we just got um, finished onboarding with HSN. It's a pretty simple marketplace. It's just, it's complicated to onboard and it's a bit, you know, it's a bit annoying, but it, you know, it's a good, great marketplace too. Are you going to get your product featured on their show or it's just for yeah, their website? It's similar to like the Walmart in the way I look at it. It's simpler, similar to the Walmart experience and a lot of marketplaces. Um, now I'm starting to learn since I've reared off of Amazon and started, even though we have the system set up, uh, to be correct, we have a system set up for Amazon, so I'm able to take a focus away from there. But what we have is is all these marketplaces, they kind of have something like pretty interesting. Like Walmart, you list on Walmart as a 3P seller. If they if it does well, DSV, um, Walmart.com buyers will buy buy your product directly from you, which just makes this experience so much easier and you're able to focus on other stuff. And then if that does well, they bring into stores. Groupon, if your product does well in their marketplace, they'll put it on Groupon daily deals. And like you could sell on a daily deal 10, 15,000 units in a day. Um, and I, I know a lot of people have their opinions on Groupon, but you know you could have success there if you do it right. Um, HSN, if you, you go on their drop, you could go on their drop shipping program, which is a program we're on right now. And if it does well, then they'll put you on their show. Um, target.com as well. Like you go on their marketplace and if it does well and they like this, the metrics and, and the customer experiences and, you know, your reviews and stuff, they'll, you know, a buyer will, um, more likely at least a buyer will reach out to put you on shelves. So that's kind of the strategy I've been taking is like, why not build out all these platforms where, you're going to make sales regardless if they don't take you on, but each of those platforms have more growth opportunity with them. So um, that's kind of where I'm looking, where I'm, where I'm working on right now. Cool. So what, what was that onboarding like for HSN? I don't think we've ever talked about that on, on this show here. Many, many people probably didn't even know they had a, a marketplace on there. Oh, it's completely, it's one of the most painful experiences ever, <laughs> but um, I'm not, I'm not like, like I'm sure for some people it's easier. Um, but um, the way it works is um, I worked with a broker who got me in touch with the buyer. They liked our product. And then once they, go, once they approve your product, you obviously have, you have to have some stuff, which some newer sellers don't have like product insurance and um, some proper legal work, but nothing too crazy. Um, if they like your product and you finish, you, you go through a bunch of contracts and stuff. Um, then they basically, you get like a, you get like an account manager and you get like a 30 day testing period where they basically test all your systems to make sure you could fulfill orders well, to make sure you're, you're printing out your labels properly. You're, they're packing slips. You're, you're importing, importing the proper data from them. It's kind it works like a retailer. So if you have any experience working with retailers with EDI, then you'll learn how to work with HSM. The good news is though, even if you don't have EDI set up and you don't, you haven't ever worked with a retailer, there's, um, they have like third party providers where you basically, they'll, they work with HSM and they'll help kind of leave it that so um there's one called mercury um mercury commerce and they make the process pretty simple um and they're not that expensive so um yeah 
We actually, what other, what other marketplaces are you actively, you know, like you've actually been already making sales on other than Walmart and Amazon Groupon. Um, we sell a decent amount on Groupon, like probably, did you ever get one of those, uh, those big deals that you were just talking about for Groupon? So, um, um, we're, we're scheduled probably to go on for one of those in a month and the Groupon buyer projects 20,000 units in one day. Um, but that it's like a big preparation. So, um, I haven't ever done one of those because I've never been sit, um, had enough inventory that I was comfortable giving it up from another marketplace because the margins are less. Um, but now that I am, cause I just want to get the brand out there. Um, we are scheduled for one of those. Obviously, you know, they're going to want a really good you know price on that. And your margins are going to be lower, but at the same time, it's, it's going to be the least overhead transaction that you have, I would assume, cause it just all goes out at one time. Now, what have you calculated what your potential margins would be on there compared to like what it is normally on Amazon for that same product? So Amazon's a bit rough because of all marketing spend, but like on Walmart, let's say I'm looking at an average, I know it sounds kind of crazy, but like 60% margins um, on Groupon, I'll probably be 60% margin. How in the world are you doing 60% margin on Walmart? Cause it just, come on, Michael, what's going no on here? Marketing spend. It's just great. We, first of all, this is the serious sellers podcast, not the liar sellers <laughs> podcast. So there were very honestly, like, um, I've cut out all products that, um, I used to go into selling with the philosophy. Like if the product's making money, I keep it. Um, even if it's making me small margin and I came into these growing pains when you're starting to scale that it's really hard to maintain the proper cash flow and the proper overhead to just really be able to maintain that, you, you know, cause you have products that are making higher margins. So in the past year, I've cut out a lot of products that were, um, that were, were margin heavy, but something on Walmart, the thing with Walmart is we fulfill our own orders, um, at our warehouse. So we get like, it's really cheap for us. Um, we have really, we have like a really big shipping contract or like a really good shipping contract because we're partnered with other company for shipping contracts. So we pay really low shipping rates and we're not spending money on marketing. Um, so overall, like the margins are just great, but on group. So, so give me an example. Like what's your, I mean, you don't have to tell me what your product is obviously, but, but what, what do you pay for the product landed at your warehouse? What is the retail price on Amazon? And what are you calculating as your other costs? Like for the shipping and stuff? So, um, for example, one of our products are landed at four dollars and they retail at 24 it retails at 24 dollars um 24 to 29.95 it depends um on kind of where the market's going like um and you know how many people are in stock and stuff but between 24 to 20 um 24 to 29.95 um we pay on average after shipping fulfillment all that stuff it costs us approximately a little under four dollars, three ninety after all, you know, shipping and fulfillment costs because we ship first class um, for that product. Um, and then, yeah, that's it. You're not doing Walmart sponsored ads? No. So I, um, if there's one bad thing about Walmart, it's your sponsored ads. I, I, they put me in touch with, you know, they assigned like a campaign manager in my account, and we tried it. It was terrible. Like they don't have any reporting structure. You don't even know if you made sales off it. If you didn't. You don't know what's flying. They just basically throw out a budget, at, a number at you, how much you want to spend this week. And they just spend it and you kind of don't hear back. So at least in my experience, so I cut that. So yeah, we don't, we don't spend on that. Um, you know, also we've been ranking the number one or the number two product for most of the keywords um, consistently. So there's, you know, there's not as much hmm. opportunity growth there. Let's say that product was going to be the one that you were going to do the Groupon humongous deal on. What would the, your margins be on that? You know, if you sell 15,000 of them. I, I still have to work through the exact details because I'm still negotiating one of the details, but it'll be like 
Nothing great. But the reason why I'm doing it, honestly, is because um, number one, it's a lot of brand exposure, but I have um, a lot of my products in this brand, the line are very similar. And uh, I think I'm going to, you know, get some cross sales, get a lot of following and a lot of people buying from my site, which my margins are obviously much better there. So um, yeah, that's why I'm doing it, honestly. So, so the brand, like uh, throughout all the platforms, the brand that you uh, publicize is the same across so that that it builds your brand recognition and maybe people find you on your 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 dot com exactly exactly that's how i do it. and i know we have some inserts to drive sales to that and you know some promotions to get people to follow us on our instagram so we could cross sell there and you know we've been seeing um so, some success through that so you know people just come to our you know they start buying some of one of our couple of products aren't available on our site that uh, are on walmart that are available on our site so people who bought our product on walmart might go to our site and buy some products so um, yeah, that's, that's, that's one thing we've definitely been employing. Okay. Now, what other marketplaces are you selling on or are imminently about to uh, start on? So another marketplace we're about to start on is target.com, which we're not on yet. Um, that's one marketplace we're working on. Um, and how, how's that onboarding uh, process or have you gotten that far yet? Um, somebody else on my team's handling it, so I'm not sure. Um, but I know it's very, it's, it's long right now. They're very slow responses in the past few months. So I know it's been taking some time, but uh, hopefully it'll be done soon. Um, so, you know, we'll see, but I think another one that I actually just got off a meeting with yesterday is Walmart Canada. They claim that it's 10, 10 to 20% of your U S revenue really even the market size is 10%, but since there's way less competition, they claim you could do 20%. We'll see. Um, I'm doing the onboarding right now. Um, it's taking some Are you doing Amazon Canada? I'm doing Amazon Canada as well. Yeah. How, how's that? It's all right. Um, it's picked up a lot um, over COVID. Um, but um, in general, it, it's not. I, I was had more success in Europe. Are you using that uh, whatever it's called cross border fulfillment, or are you actually shipping your products to a Canadian warehouse to fulfill from there? So we start. We used to do that. Now we ship to Canadian warehouse because we're going to be. Um, we're working with like a small Canadian distributor also to get some of our products in some small stores there. So um, they're going to fulfill to that and they're going to fulfill our Walmart, walmart.ca orders and um, they send to amazon.ca. So what, what's the hoops you have to go through? I mean, obviously I think a lot of people just select that cross border thing because now they don't have to worry about customs and, and duties and, and setting up entities and, and this and that. But like now that you're doing it the other way, where, where you're actually, uh, 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 are you shipping things directly to a Amazon FBA warehouse or are you shipping it to, uh, you know, that, that company you talked about first? So you could ship directly to Amazon FBA warehouse and it's not that complicated. You just have to pay some um, customs when it comes in. Um, but um, right now I'm not shipping directly to the warehouse because it's just simpler to distribute inventory when we ship to a Canadian warehouse. But from there we ship to Amazon FBA. But for sellers, like if you're, if you look at the market in Canada and, you don't have so so large of a marketing spend in the US and it's a bit rough. Like, you know, I think it's always a good opportunity to explore some of these other marketplaces, which aren't, you know, Amazon Canada, which is really the same tactics you would use in the US and just on a smaller budget. Um, you can make stuff work there. Okay. Any, any other uh, Amazon marketplaces you're in? Um, yeah. UK, I did Pan Euro. Honestly, it's such a, it's such like a pain and just annoying to manage. Um, I don't know how worth it it is um, unless you have a large enough assortment of products, but I'm in, um, I'm in UK, I'm in uh, France, Italy, Spain, Germany, um, Canada, and obviously. What's the big one for you in Europe? Like what, what gets you the most income? It used to be um, UK. Now it's mostly Germany. Okay. 
Yeah, um, we, we I don't I don't do as much anymore there. It was just it, it, was, it was hard to just manage inventory between distributing so many places. And that's why I've basically shipped to focus to most um, of these other U.S. marketplaces where I basically just ship out of my everything to my warehouse and I manage everything from there for these other marketplaces. Then dealing with a lot of these other Amazon marketplaces, I found more success um, managing some of these other platforms like Groupon, Walmart. Yeah. So that's where my head's been going recently any uh india or or japan or anything like that yet actually now that you say i just remember we actually launched in australia a month or two ago and i know we just sent in inventory to japan but it's definitely not a big focus i've just there's a couple products that we have that are 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 super popular there so we sent some in but um i forgot about that actually (laughs) okay yeah and how about shopify um, Shopify is, yeah, is where we're hosting our site on. So we get some sales from, we do some influencer marketing, um, which has been working decently for us. Um, we, we have like an affiliate structure. Um, and you know, I, I think it's always great to have, you always should just ha- you should have a Shopify site up. Like I was bl- always a believer, like you're selling product, you might as well build a brand out of it, you know, and, um, just having a Shopify store there. Um, even if it's not great in the beginning, you'll build on it, you know, start off with something super simple, you can put up a night and then just build on it. If you're seeing success. Um, so we, you know, a little bit there not a lot, it depends, you know, it's random and, and, you know, if I spend some money on advertising, we'll do, you know, we'll do some money there. And then if I don't spend, we'll have some random organic traffic and, um, depends on, it's all depends how much focus you put there. Suppose like some marketplaces, you kind of put the initial effort, get it going there. And then you could just expect sales every week. Um, website's a bit of a different process. So it's been interesting. Okay. Now, now, you know, you've been talking a lot about some good things that have been going on for you and some positive things. Tell me the, the, the biggest negative that's happened to you in the last year, you know, like the biggest L that you took or, or, or you know, your biggest fail. The biggest L, which is also, I guess, turned into like one of my biggest um, successes is um, Amazon sus- account suspension. So, um, yeah, that was a rough. Was this your main account? Yeah, my main account. And I, I haven't had a... A health warning or any one of those warnings on my account for five years ever and i got into bad suspension um and i'll tell you it was terrible because um I, we were was it deserved Do you, were you a bad boy um like, not really so like w- w- years ago we had these inserts in our products where basically i asked people to leave good reviews and i don't think it was against service service there or wasn't enforced like this is like four or five years ago um and what happened what we switched those inserts because i think like an easy way to get caught um, and we switched those inserts a while ago. And I guess we had an old inventory that we sent in that already had those in the packaging or one of my manufacturers still sent it in. And there was a batch of products that had that insert inside. Um, and it got caught and suspended our account. How, how long were you uh, suspended for? Um, three months, but, um, Whoa. yeah. So was your sales zero? Did you have backup accounts? Well, I have backup accounts. On? I have backup accounts. I was doing sales from, and, um, we kept, you know, um, we, we got, we got, we, we, we started running from a backup account for some products and there was one account and a second account got suspended when we started selling from a backup account. And then we had an, another account we were selling from. So we were able to make it kind of work. But as I said, Walmart was going well. Um, Walmart picked up um, some other marketplaces picked up. So um, some retail orders we were doing small distributors. So. Um, we were able so to how in the world did you get unsuspended after three months? Like, like, did you have to do like a million plans of action? Did you hire a professional or what we, happened? There? One account, um, we did like a plan of action and, um, after like two plans of action, it came back and one of my accounts, which is my main account is still suspended. Um, and oh. we hired like, uh, I don't want to say their name, but we hired an agency, um, to do it. They're one of the well-known ones and they did a terrible job. 
terrible plans of action. So it got us in more trouble. So if you're going to hire an agency to do a plan of action, do more due diligence into who you hire. Um, but yeah, it is what it so, is. So does that mean now that because you're on these backup accounts, now you don't have brand registry and you can't do sponsor display and, yeah. and yep. you're not doing the sales that you probably could be doing? That's correct. Um, I, I will get my account back though. It's just a matter of time. Last time you had talked about how, you know, last year, you know, thanks to using credit cards for your business a lot, you know, you, you had traveled, uh, like taking 60 trips, obviously you're not doing much of that this year because of COVID, but, but tell, tell me some of the, the luxuries of, of being, how old are you now? What? 21, 21, turning 22 in a week, 20, well, 21. So you're 21 years old and making millions of dollars. Like what are some of the, the luxurious things you've been doing? Like, uh, either traveling, I know you've been buying cars. Tell me about that so I can have some FOMO here. Yes. <laughs> so in the past, like, yeah, you know, when I, I think a year prior or more when I met you, like I was more into this, like kind of laptop lifestyle type of thing. Um, in the past year, I really wanted to build like a sustainable business and really build, um, like really build up what, like I leverage what I had to build something more legitimate. So I really just sat down, got an office and just sat down and focused for a year. I haven't been traveling a lot, but you know, I like, I, I like spending money. It's not a good habit, but you know, so I, I've been, I got into cars. Um, I've always been into cars, but you know, when you're traveling, you don't really buy cars. So I've been buying cars recently. <laughs> what, what, what cars have you bought? So I got the model. I, well, I got a Mustang. Um, you know, it's just a, it's, it's, it's a decent car. Um, and then, you know, it's nice to take around LA driving on the PCH sometimes. Um, I got, um, which is, was my favorite car until two weeks ago, the model X Tesla, um, P 100 D and that car is a beast. Oh my God. That car is fast. It's comfortable. It's classy. And, you know, I got, I got like a really nice thing with all the specs I wanted. And then I kind of, you know, added my little touches to it, blacked it out, added some red little emblems and, you know, had some fun with it. I just got new wheels last week for it. So it's, it's looking pretty, it's looking pretty fire. Um, and I, I don't remember when it was, but I guess it was over a month ago by now. I bought the Corvette Z, um, uh, the Corvette Z06 3LZ. And that one is definitely the fun car right now. You're five years into this now, you know, for, for somebody who starts usually at age 30, maybe getting into Amazon. Now they're 35, they're living this. I mean, you're doing this at 21 since you start so early. So what are some of your goals? I mean, are you looking to, to sell these businesses and then start over again? Are you looking to retire like at the age of 25 or, or, or what's your motivation right now? Like, well, what are your, what are you aiming for? So I'll tell you what I'm aiming for. Um, um, with the company I have with my brother, I'm really focusing on this one main brand where we're putting most of the focus in, um, really growing that for the next four to five months and having a nice exit there and keeping that cash as reserve for when I find good investment opportunities, um, is what my plan is there and keep the company I have with my brother alive. Cause we still have some other small brands and just grow those and maybe use the capital to like start another brand very similar. Um, but most of my time and focus is going right now with um, two other very successful um, uh, Amazon sellers, which are my partners, one which has been a top 50 seller for over 15 years, I think, and one which had the number one product on Amazon for two years. Um, really, we've been building this amazing company where we're trying to build these amazing brands. And that's where my focus has been going right now. It's 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 very different business model and, you know, learning more you know, working with people, with people a lot, um, you know, working more with people as opposed to just sitting on your laptop, working yourself and, um, working on, you know, putting a lot of upfront investment into stuff that a normal, you know, traditionally I wouldn't put as much investment into. Um, and you know, that's where I really, I really want to grow that company to the bees. 
Are you doing any uh, unique marketing things? Like, you know, somebody stereotypical thinking of somebody your age, like, you know, are you doing like TikTok uh, advertising or, or, or anything like that? We actually been going very heavy on influencer marketing. Um, and you know, it's been proven to be pretty successful. Um, so we've been working with a ton of micro influencers, sending them product and in return, getting them like, um, UGC, which we use for ads. But then what, what's that stand for? Um, a user generated content. So getting them to like send okay. us videos of using the product pictures, and then we'll use those for actually paid ads, but we'll also um, get them to share their pro share, share on their stories. And we'll make them like an affiliate link where they could promote. Uh, you know, they can promote and they can make um, percentage of sale and give their followers and a lot. They're very open to work with you. Um, these micro influencers. So we've just been hiring. A well, what do you consider micro influencer? Like, like from what to what number of followers? Really, like 10 to 50 is the ideal sweet spot. You could still get people. I still count on 10 to 50,000. Yeah. Under a hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. I still kind of count as a micro influencer, but they're harder to work with once they get over 50, you know, ego gets pushed up a bit. So <laughs> it's a bit hard to work with, but 10 to 50 is a sweet spot. And we have hundreds of influencers we work with like that. And we just try to build those relationships with them. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been actually fun. Like I enjoy that type of marketing. So I've been focused to focus there and it's been working out. Okay. I suggest cool. anybody like really honestly, who's, um, who's running any, even if you're mainly on marketplaces, there's so much you could do with that content and so much you could do with those relationships. Like we use them when we're launching an Amazon product as well, even though we mainly use them for our site, but like when we're launching an Amazon product, we'll tell them to send some of their followers to Amazon and, you know, at a, at a coupon or whatever it is. So, um, there's just, it's a personal relationship. So there's so many ways you could use it. All right. You talked last year when we had you on the episode about your launch strategy, you know, earlier now has that changed on uh the in the last year like are or have you added any any new things other than you know this micro influencer marketing when you launch a new product yeah so i've been doing search find buys through many chat flows and um i know a lot of people have been um it caught on a lot of popularity in the past year um doing um through many chat flows and getting people to buy your buy search for your product buy and rebate them um and you know it still really works works really well for ranking um but i've been trying to use that same process but using micro influencers to do that so what you come to see is a lot of these micro influencers a lot of these uh facebook ads where you know people are telling people to rebate you get a lot of low quality buyers that are just they've been doing a ton of these rebates and um i, I just don't like the quality of reviews you get the quality of buyers you're getting i am a little scared with it you know it can link accounts and um, so something I've new I've been doing is following that same idea and that same flow, but using micro influencers. So the way I would do it is like tell a micro influencer, we're giving away 20, we're giving away, you know, 20 or 30 free units today. Tell your followers if they want a free product to DM us and then they DM us and we, we have a VA just follow the person through the flow and you get like high quality buyers who leave really good reviews with like even videos and pictures. And, um, so we've been doing a bit of that. It's not as scalable. It's harder to make. All right. Hold, hold, hold on. Cause th- th- this is interesting. So, so then the the influencer puts in their Instagram story, "Hey guys, uh, would you like this uh, free uh, you know fitness product?" DM this account, and then they DM you, and then it's a live person that you have who walks them through the search find buy or or what? Exactly. Walk, what happens there? Walks them through the search find buy. They tell them, "Hey, I'm so um, happy you want it. the way. Um, since we want you know we want to make sure you get your product um, quickly. That's the little sales tactic we use. Um, it would be best if you order. We want you to order through Amazon." Um, and the way it works is you order it, send us your order ID and we'll, we'll, we'll rebate you right away. And right away, there's a level of trust because they trust the influencer. So they trust the process a bit. Um, they'll buy it. We right away rebate them, try to do it super quickly. And then, um, if you're DMing them in Facebook messenger, 
it's a little hard to manage DMs through Instagram, but in Facebook Messenger, you could add tags and there's even CRMs where you could link your Instagram DM so it's easier to manage. But even if you don't want to pay for one of those in Facebook Messenger, you could link your actual Instagram DMs to there and you could tag these people like the, the conversation. So let's say you could tag um, a person if they didn't leave a review yet. So you could just click that button, anybody who didn't leave a review and you could try messaging them. Um, things like that. Um, and we'll basically walk them through the process after they get the product. We'll follow up, say how you like it. If they like it, you know, ask, you could ask them for a review. That's your own discretion. Um, and ask them, you know, to add a picture or video and they're, they're really open to help. And, you know, they haven't really done one of these before. So they think it's kind of cool. And you'll realize the people you get through Facebook ads a lot of times to do these rebates. So like they've been doing this so many times and, you know, they don't leave reviews. They leave like, you know, they're, they're, they get really annoyed at you if you're late on their rebate or this and that. When doing it through micro influencers, I've seen a lot of success. It's just, it's harder to scale. Interesting. Interesting. Now we're going to get into your 30 second tip in a little bit here for, for all the sellers out there. But before that, let me ask you who, who you got for NBA championship Lakers all the way. Oh my goodness. You see, I gave you a chance to give the right answer, uh, which is the clip, which is the Clippers of course, but, uh, I'll be honest yesterday during the game, I bet on the, on the Blazers because like, it just like Damian Lillard during the fourth quarter, you can't bet against him and Lakers were looking really bad. So made some good money there, but I'm still still going Lakers. I, I, I oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah. We'll All right. We'll we'll we'll, we'll see. Uh, if I was a betting man, which I'm not, you know, I might have to uh, take you up on that. But guys, be careful. Also, what you put in your Instagram stories. You know, Michael uh, one day put in his Instagram story that that he was going to a Clipper game and and showed his tickets. And then uh, who comes up to who bought the seats right behind him at the game as a joke? So like, so I I saw that he had posted where his seats were. I literally bought the seats right behind him. And thinking Michael is such a big baller, I had to buy these super expensive uh, seats to, 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 to surprise him. But, but that, that was a fun time that we had there. Anyways, all right, let's get to our, which is TST, 30 second tip. You've been giving us a lot of strategies throughout this episode, but what is something that you can say in 30 seconds or less that is very actionable, very valuable to our listeners out there? My tip will be like this. It's pretty quick. Um, I would suggest that when you're, when you have, if you have an arrangement of products, don't go for products that are, are low margin just because they sell. You're, it's going to end up not being worth it at the end and you're going to regret it. You know, your cash is going to get strapped and you, there's going to be better opportunities you won't be able to go into. So just because a product sells, don't go into it if it's low margin. You're going to regret it. All right. I like it. I like it. All right, Michael, you know, uh, fingers crossed. Who knows if you can get to that eight-figure mark this year. But once you're um, at the ripe old age of 22 next year, we'll maybe have you back on the podcast and you know, let's see, let's see how you did with your, with your new business ventures. If anybody wants to, uh, you know, reach out to you or, or, uh, you know, maybe ask you for some help or something, is there any way that they can find you on the interwebs? Yeah, they could DM me on Instagram. I don't, I'm not really active on Instagram, but like I'll, I'll see the M's, um, Michael M Labhar or on Facebook, Michael Labhar. And you know, once a week or something, I'll check my messages. So I'll hope I'm happy to help anybody who has any questions and get started or, you know, if they're started, they have, they're curious about getting on other marketplaces that we spoke about or the process or some little tips and tricks. Michael, thanks for uh, joining us. Uh, I'm sure you're an inspiration to a lot of young people out there. You've been crushing it since you were 16. Your brother, since he was 16, now he's a ripe old age of 18 and, and, and you know, your right hand man in, in these multi-million dollar companies. So it's a great inspiration to show you that, you know, that there's no to succeed in e-commerce, there's no like age requirement where you have to have this much experience or or be at least this old or have this college degree. So it, it's a real inspiration to 
to people around your age out there. And I hope you guys listening can, uh, can really take some notes here on what Michael's uh, done right and wrong, you know, uh, in, in the past and learn from it. So Michael, thanks a lot for joining us and we'll catch you next year. Awesome. Thanks a lot. Bro.